Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. All right, welcome back to the show. As the man said, I'm John Nothing Doe, and we are a member of Go Deep Productions. With that being said, just a friendly reminder, folks, before we get this bad boy started, you can find us on the World Wide Web. Go to GoDeepProductions.GoDaddySites.com, and from there you can listen to our podcasts, all of our podcasts, or even better, you can buy our products. If you like them, great. If you don't, you don't. That's just what it is. I love you. Uh, we have two special guests on the show today. One is Motorsports Mofo. How are you, pal? Oh, got some beautiful uh, spring summer weather here, early uh, late May. I'm gonna gladly enjoy it and uh, doing well though, John. Really uh, soaking all that sunshine, that vitamin D. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're gonna leave that right there. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> moving forward. We have the guy that uh, everybody's been asking for. Uh, he, we've talked about his tour in Afghanistan. We've talked about his basic training. And we're not talking about him dutying his pants. That is the one and only wow. GI motherfucking Joe. How are you, pal? Good, good. Just spent uh, all day out in the sun, mowing the grass, uh, doing a little bit of weed eating, and just uh, taking care of some housework. When you say weed eating, I'm sure because you're from the U.S., you're not talking about pot. No, you know, the, the, the weeds, the, the brush, you know, we do real work in the U.S. I'm like, <laughs> here we go. War of 1812. Can we, can we, can we, I was just going to say, can we talk about the 1812 war again? <laughs> hey, no, no one won the war. No one lost the war. It was basically a draw. Read your history book, buddy. Well, my understanding though is, is you were the aggressor and then you guys left without oh taking God. anything. So I'd be led uh, to believe, but, uh, yeah, okay, anyway, let's, see, let's talk about the, who's the military now. What well, you guys got? Maybe one submarine? Oh, you don't have any aircraft carriers, do you? We have a used submarine from easy, Germany, bro. Easy there, easy there sleepy you guys Joe. Have a submarine from England that's in, that was built in the 1950s in leaks. It was so. from uh, Germany, I believe, but you could be right, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. We're talking about uh, wartime stuff, and, you know, the last time we left off with you there, G.I. Joe, uh, we talked about you in Afghanistan. So I just want to paint the picture. You've gone through Afghanistan. It's not like a normal war. Like it's not like world war two or anything of that sort. And now you've come back after, you know, being blown up, so to speak. What is it like for you when you came back, uh, to civilian life? I I know we kind of covered it, but I just want to kind of go back down that road before we go further. It was kind of, it was kind of hard at first. Um, because, when you're when you're when you're downrange, you you have to be certain places at certain times. You know you have to account for your your time. You know you always have to be ready to go. Um, coming back, you're basically you're free. You know you don't have anybody telling you what to do. You don't have any, your NCOs or your officers yelling at you. You don't have to. You know you're not dealing with your equipment. You're not dealing with your TA fifty. You're not dealing with you know looking over your shoulder. But yet you still look over your shoulder. But the thing is, when you come back, when we came back the first time. We had to stay at our barracks for a week or so to, to decompress, but we, of course, didn't stay on. And, you know, when people nod off, well, we would just basically beat the hell out of them because yeah. we were still in that, that mode. We didn't take back off anybody. And that's the thing. When you come back, you need time to, to 
calm down. You just can't come back and, okay, let's go back home and everything's normal. No. So obviously when you come back home, they're not sticking you in front of a PlayStation 4 and saying, okay, go play Black Ops of Call of Duty, right? No. no. What, are, what are they doing? You're sitting in front of a doctor that's just kind of staring at you like a civilian no, doctor? No, 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 you're not sitting in front of No, you come home and we. I spent like three or four days at the barracks and they're just making sure that you're you're adjusting back to not having to be tied down all the time. You know, you're, you know, you, you get more freedoms, you know, you're able to go out and come back home. You're able to just uh, go to bars again. You're able to go to a movie. You're able to just live your normal life again. But of course, you still come back to the barracks, right? They're making sure you're not still, anytime you hear a, a gunshot or something go off, that you're not ducking or you're not going crazy or whatever. They're just making sure that you calm down and you turn it, you're turning off what you've turned on, you know? Because I remember a bunch of us went out to this bar and you know, we were in our uniforms or whatever, because, you know, that's all we had to wear, right? So, and a couple of these Hoosiers mouthed off and, well, there was like 30 of us and 60 of them. Well, they were carried out and we walked out because we were a unit, right? And that's how it was. And of course, we all got in trouble, you know. We almost got what's called an Article 15 or what they call AWOL, absent without uh, authorization because we weren't supposed to be off, you know, the barracks, off base, whatever. Of course. We all went out and got drunk and came back and of course, we had to be, give it all back the next day. All right. So, you know, while you're in this process of trying to get your head back straight, how much longer until you went back on another tour? What was your thinking when that became available? I went back. I was home for about maybe, I want to say six months, and I wanted to go back. I asked to go back because I couldn't, I didn't like being back home. There's nothing for me here. Okay. I didn't like being back home. I, I wanted to go back. I, I felt that I didn't like being amongst people that didn't give a rat's ass about their parents, about how they looked, about the country. You know, they're saying, oh, we don't belong over there. Yeah, we don't belong over there, but I'm over there. You know, my brothers are over there. So, yeah, you know, I belong over there. So, I, you, by saying you belong over there, you went to Iraq this time, yes? Yeah, yeah. They, I couldn't, I, I couldn't go back to Afghanistan. They didn't, they didn't have any rotations available, or they did, but they said, well, we can get you back to, you know, we, we got a unit that has some spots open in, in Iraq. So I went to, uh, once again, I went to an area in Texas, trained in Texas for a couple of months, and then went back. Still, so you know, go through training or whatever, but I went back. Cause you, the unit that you're going with, you have to get, you know, used to that unit. You get to get integrated. You know, you have to learn everybody's name and everybody's, you know, M- MOS. They basically take you into what's, that uh, unit. And you what's train MOS? Mode of service. Okay. It's your specialty. Okay. And I was an 88 Mike, which is which is with truck driver. Yeah. So you train with that unit, you get a battle buddy, guy that you're always with, you know, uh, and then you got you go over. So now you're back over here. You've uh, you've gone back over. You've learned everybody, or you've learned everybody's name. What is what is your main function in Afghanistan or not Afghanistan? Sorry, I don't know why I want to keep going back to Afghanistan, uh, well, Iraq. Iraq was 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 a cakewalk. It you know I, I sat around the international airport most of the time, waited waited to, to take stuff around. I, I spent half the time drinking. Um, Iraq, like I said, it, it, it was a cakewalk. And we had some instances where it got hot, but for the most part, I just spent time going to Pizza Hut, drinking, going to McDonald's, going you know going other places we won't mention. So other than doing a, t- a typical American thing, what was some of the instances of hot? Because I know that when you were in Afghanistan. You talked about uh, the IEDs, I believe. Did you? Yeah, there, there were some IEDs in Iraq, but not as many because Iraq. You know, we we've been in Iraq since 2003, right? So Iraq, plus we've been in Afghanistan since 2001. But Iraq was more. I don't know. It was. I don't want to say easier for the you know because that's the wrong term to use. It was. It was. It wasn't as savage. It wasn't as. Uh, I guess your guard was, wasn't as. It wasn't as hostile. No, it wasn't as hostile. Um, it, it's still hostile, right? But it wasn't as bad because we could, you know, I mean, a lot of the, you know, the, the locals, you know, I mean, I, I did dinner with a lot of the, the locals. I'd go to their house and do dinner with them, right? 
you couldn't do that in Afghanistan, but in, in, in Iraq, yeah, there's times where the locals would invite us to our house, whatever. The two or three of us would go and we, we do dinner or whatever, right? They invite us to their home. No, I, I have to ask the respect to like, how do you, how do you even build that trust? Like, I'm just trying to envision you're, you're there, your, your mindset, you're there for, you know, you're, you're fighting, you're waging a war. And I fully recognize that, you know, there are civilians in these situations that want nothing to do with what's going on. And they are genuinely good people. And so I don't mean in any which way disrespectful to civilians. I'm just trying to put myself in the mindset of, whether this is like a World War One or World War Two situation, well, and you know, or, or modern day, I just I'm just trying to put my my head in that space where it's it's it's, it's a cluster. It, it's 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 a cluster. It, it's uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It's a war, but it's not a war. It's kind of there are no really front lines. It's kind of like it's patches. You know, there's patches of of insurgency. There's patches of good guys. There's patches of bad guys. You know, and there's so many tribes or over there that, you know, that they're at war with themselves, right? And a lot of people were going to say that, you know, when, when they took out Saddam Hussein, that was a good thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people are going to disagree with me. That was a bad thing. Because when, when he was in power, they said we hated him, you know, but it was stable. In your, in your opinion, stable. what was the reason they really took him out for? Money. Was it because he was going to team up with other uh, leaders in the Middle well, East the, to make the petrol based on yeah, gold? Yeah, you got these other countries that want to put the, the oil and, and, and they want to use gold as, as the price, you know, not U.S. dollars anymore. They want to use gold. And yes. that's one of the reasons why they took out Gaddafi. Yes. You, look, look, you look at Gaddafi, people hated Gaddafi, but Libya used to be one of the most beautiful countries in the world. It used to be stable, it, it, you know, it was clean, it was stable. Now you look at it, it's a, it's a rat hole because they, they took out the, the stability. And you might have hated the guy, but the region was stable. It was stable. You look at anywhere that, 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 that these, if you will, supposed dictators are taken out, the region is worse. It's worse than it was when they were in power. And you, you look at, you look at uh, uh, Afghanistan now, you know, the U.S. was over there for 20-plus years, right? Now look what happened. We withdraw. Guess who's back in power? The Taliban. So the U.S. spent 20, the U.S. and the Allies spent 20 years over there. It was a wasted, wasted time. It was a wasted time. You know, it, 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 one begs the, to, to question, did, did, did the Allies, if you will, really want to win that war? No. You should have sent 5 million men over there. And anybody that's not a member of NATO or have the U.S. patch on them, you crush them. Now, let me ask you and something you win there. the war. You don't do this, oh, well, you know, we, we can't do this. We can't do that. No, no. You want to win the war? You don't spend 20 years over there and uh, several trillion dollars, and then you withdraw, and it's worse now than when it's before you went over there. Well, let me ask you something there. There's uh, there's a rumor. Maybe it's a conspiracy theorist rumor, but maybe you would know better than the average civilian. Rumor has it that the reason the U.S. pulled out is for one of two reasons. Afghanistan apparently is rich in uh, lithium-ion or the products of a battery apparently and we're in such uh or not were but the americans are in such debt to china that they had to vacate the area because that would have equaled some of their debt payment what is your belief on that no no everybody says oh the u.s is in debt to china the u.s is in debt to china i guarantee you there's no one on this planet that can try to come and collect from the united states the united states are basically to go fuck yourself try and come and collect we'll make your country a glass Sheet at by the end of the fucking day. Try and fucking come and collect. No anger you ever heard there. Of mutual mutual destruction. You ever heard of that? Mad. I guarantee you, if the U.S. is getting ready to go down, the entire planet is going down. That sounds about the same. No the bullshit. same with any uh, nuclear power. Uh, power, if you yeah. will. It, 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 it's no that, that that's a rumor and it's not true. It's not true. I guarantee you, if Trump were still in office, 
I don't think we, we would have pulled out. I think uh, he had ideas of pulling out, but he would have said, no, Taliban can't be in power. No, no. He wanted to pull out, but he didn't want the Taliban to be in, in charge. That's fair. I mean, because we, we, I mean, that's who we were at war with for, for 20 years. And now things are worse now than they were, you know, you got to look at it. You got somebody that was born, say, in 2005. Okay, now it's 2022. All their lives, they've had freedoms. They, they could go to school. They can do this, that, and the other. Now, all of a sudden, now you got You can't go to school. You can't read. You can't do this. You can't do that. I mean, that's horrible. How can how can a government wake up every day knowing that you you betrayed millions of people? You just let them to basically rot. And I, I that I, I I can't. I don't I don't understand how how government can do that. So, GI Joe, I want to bring you back to Iraq. So. Mm-hmm. You're in, you're in Iraq, you're doing surveillance or you're around the international airport and you made mention that you had an issue with an IED. Can you care? Yeah. Do you care to elaborate on that? Yeah, well, there's what well, we saw. We were driving. We were actually was on the runway and because it was like a week or so. The runway hadn't been used. And like I said, the guard was down and we saw a hump and we went to go look at it. It was six or seven, oh, it was eight artillery shells that were attached to a cell phone, an old, an older cell phone. And battery died on the cell phone, which is probably why it didn't go off. Wow. And I was, and I, I was like two feet away from it. And a buddy of mine was pulling it up. He goes, what the hell is this? And he was like, don't touch that. He goes, oh, the cell phone battery is dead. We should be okay. So we just started pulling it out of the ground. It was eight of our, of our own artillery shells that were used, that were attached to it. So how, our, how would that happen then? Like, would that be like someone from the inside selling? Or is uh, that like somebody that's Because been... we have locals uh, inside the base. Okay. Some of them are doing our inventory for us. Okay. Yeah. We have our weapons are all over the black market, dude. I, I guarantee you the enemy is probably better equipped than the average American. If you if you look if you look at uh, Afghanistan, we left trillions of dollars of, of equipment over there. The Taliban is probably, probably better armed than the Canadian Army right now. And that's no, I, I have read like I have read that like sometimes like because I remember you know thinking or talking I think it was yourself about like some of the Humvees type thing essentially was yeah. uh, relayed that well, it's cheaper to leave them behind than by the time you pay to transport them, essentially, like bring them back, all the associated costs there versus just leave them behind. Now, hold on a second. So I'm just curious, though, like why would like they not um, scuttle the equipment type thing? That's like, say, a a ship or something before it falls into enemy hands, like scuttle the equipment. That is is just, that is a a congressman or or, or a member of government saying that we're worried about their being reelected. They're worried about taxpayers. Well, I'm like, just fuck the taxpayers. We're at fucking war. You take the equipment over there and you bring it home. I don't ever care if it costs a hundred billion dollars. You don't leave it in the enemy hands. The hell with taxpayers. They're lucky they're still fucking alive. I think in their their, uh, defense, I guess, I think they, uh, they believe that they won't be able to uh, figure out how to use it, but it's and a lot of the equipment had some of, most of the equipment hadn't even been used. It was it's parked. We're talking vehicles that are multi-million dollar vehicles, armored armored uh, armored uh, personnel carriers that never been used. Helicopters, Humvees, the whole thing. Everything, Blackhawks, everything. Some have never been used in battle. That they, they they just bought them over there, brand new. Do you think brand there's new. a lot of new stuff they have contracted and they wouldn't be able to buy it because they had all that stuff? What do you mean? Like, let's say there's like new versions of everything, but they just purchased those and they were made. Do you think there's a possibility that they knew if they left it there, then they could just apply and get the newer stuff instead of having the older no, stuff? No, that, that no, that's just that's like I said, that's just some congressman or some senator or some stupid ass president trying to say, "Oh, I'm saving taxpayers dollars." No, that's just pure stupidity because the newer stuff, no. You don't introduce the newer stuff unless something let shit hits the fan. You keep That's... the like 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 this war in Ukraine. You think you think uh, Putin has sent his best men into Ukraine? No, he's, he's sending conscripts into Ukraine. And you, you know 
it, it, the equipment that we left over there, it's good equipment. You bring it back home, and you and you and, and you let the you give it to the National Guard, you give it to the state that are the, the reserves, and you let them use it to train on. You don't leave it over there. In my unit, we're, we're, we were driving trucks that were used in the Vietnam War. Why am I driving a truck that was used in the Vietnam War and training on a truck that was used in the Vietnam War when a Taliban has a brand new Humvee? Why is that? That's a poor man. That's it's poor management. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good idea. So going back no, to these no. IEDs, you were saying that you got hit by another one, though. Is this correct? No, we were no, we were driving, and I was in uh, an armored personnel carrier, and I was with the Marines. We were you know, going on clearing houses, and like I said, you, you don't really hear it. Next thing you know, you feel like a flash, and you're picking yourself up. It was it was on its side, and it was dusty, and my ears were ringing. They were killing me. I had tendonitis for about two months. My ears were ringing. Is the know? effects worse because this is your second mm-hmm. time, or what? Second time was worse. The first time, you know, it, it just has. But the second time, you're always you're 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 thinking about it, right? It's always in the back of your mind. You know, okay, I don't want to go through this again I, I i i you know because you know what it feels like the first i mean you know what it feels like the second time you know and it's always it's in the back of your mind and you really it, it's like kind of like in slow motion it's not like in the movies right you know you look what's on its side you make sure you're okay you dust stuff off and you, you get out right because you don't know if they're going to come you know because we were in a time where there's like eight or nine of us uh it was eight or nine of us armored personnel carriers it wasn't a big convoy we were clearing houses it was a, an insurgency the hot spot so we just got we first four vehicles went over we were the fifth one boom you know Jesus. the vehicle was fine we ended up blowing it up because we could have tipped it back over and it probably would have started but we didn't want them to have it so we blew it up we actually blew it up was that fun like, even though you my... were fucked up at the time no no because my, my ear, ear my ears were actually bleeding <laughs> oh wow yeah, no it wasn't wasn't fun so i know f- you're sore your, your whole body is sore because it, 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 it was like it's a shockwave right yeah you're sore and you ache all over you know because you're it's like i don't know how can i say it's like you're in a car crash i don't know if any of you guys have ever been in a car crash yeah. amplify that by like a hundred <laughs> You know, but there's no airbags. <laughs> and it's beneath you. So, yeah. yeah. So, outside of That's that, excellent. did you get into any firefights where you actually have, like, I don't know, any form of stratinol? Or shrapnel from it? Well, no. Well, the, the the one the one I was it was it was in Iraq. I was with the Marines again. I was I was on a Humvee. I was men in the fifty, and a shell came in and shattered, and, and part of it hit me in the left leg, and that's when I didn't. I realized I'm you're bleeding. Oh, you're bleeding. It, it itched. Like I said, it didn't hurt. It itched. It didn't hurt. It just itched. Okay. And in that moment, that like when you realize like you know this has happened, you're bleeding. Like I mean, what's I, going I through your head? Like how do you? I didn't realize I was bleeding until we got back. Okay. Okay. You know, what, are the, what the guys do is if you're able to continue on and it's not, you know, like you're, you're always going to die. No, they don't look at your battle buddy and say, dude, half your gut's blown away. If he's still able to continue, let him continue. And then you get, you know, if he if, if he's treatable, you treat him. But if he can keep going, you know, put a bandage on him, whatever. Because I remember one of the guys stuck a, a rag down my pocket and I, I didn't think anything of it, but it was trying to stop the bleeding. But you don't look at your battle buddy and say, dude, you know, you're hurt. You know, you just say, hey, everything's okay. Let's, let's keep going. I guess you, you got to keep each other psyched up type thing, right? Yeah, because you don't want to go in a shot. Because, right. you know, when I, I didn't realize I, when I got back and when I saw the blood, that's when I, I was like, ah, you know, that's when you, you, you realize, oh, shit, you know, I'm hit. Almost you like the placebo effect. Yeah. It, you, you don't want to, you know, sure, sure. Like the guy's arms missing or whatever. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, you got to say, dude, we got to get you back or, you know, this is what's going on or whatever. But if you're still able to continue, and I was, right? And I was bleeding, but I wasn't going to die, you know, but you just, you keep going. It itched. I just remember scratching myself. I had gloves on and I had black gloves on, so I didn't really see any blood, right? I kept scratching myself, kept itching. That's all it did was itch. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt until 
till I saw it. That's when it hurt. Huh. A lot of guys will tell you that. It didn't hurt till I saw it. What other memorable things do you have at Iraq that you wanted to share with the listener? The brotherhood. Drinking with the guys, uh, the, the brotherhood. Knowing the guys would take a bullet for you. And knowing, I mean, when when those Marines, when they, you know, they leave no one behind. I mean, this, they, the, the caring, the, the brotherhood, and the, just the, we're the fucking best army in the world, man. We're the fucking best. It's just the brotherhood, the, the friendships that you make, uh, you know, the nights that you guys you sit around, you know, the fire or whatever, and you, you're, you're talking. And no one, it's not like, you know, we've seen the war movies, but no one really got out there pictures of their loved ones or anything. You just talk about daily events or whatever. You didn't really talk much about home, right? Because you, you didn't want to bring that over there. You wanted to keep home home. You yeah. just talk about, hey, you know, Billy Bob's getting laid. He's going out to some whorehouse or whatever. Or you just talk about what's going on in and around the base, right? Yeah. You don't really talk about, oh, my wife, you know, she's fucking somebody else. You don't bring that here. Yeah, and, and I know you see it in movies, but it's not, or it wasn't with us. I didn't experience it. No one talked about their the home front, if you will. Yeah. Because you, you try to separate you try to yourself. separate that. You can't you can't think about that because then if you do, then you hesitate. And once you hesitate, then yeah, you're a dead man. You can't think, oh, if I go around this corner, Am I gonna get shot? Am I gonna make my you know wife a widow? No. The only thing that exists is the brother, the, the man in front of you, and the man behind you. That's okay. the only thing that exists. That's the only thing that matters. If you notice, you a lot just, of guys, you've almost got to be like a machine. Like you can't yeah. allow the emotion to uh, yeah. seep in there. But you just got a lot of the guys. They they, they mm. didn't wear any jewelry. You, you don't wear like your wedding ring and all that. That is true. You see that movie. You don't wear any jewelry over there. You wear your watch, but you don't wear any any earrings or necklaces or jewelry or anything like that. You know what's weird, G.I. Joe? I remember you telling me you had a cock ring. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, But no, it's, but, you know, a lot of the times you just spent, you know, you're constantly cleaning your weapon, you're constantly cleaning your gear, and you're constantly making it like a well-oiled machine, right? I mean, you're constantly doing that. And then you're you're seeing what what, what you can get yourself into. There's always a little something, something running around you try to get, get into, you know. I mean, everybody fucking over there. Everybody fucking. I don't care if you're married, your person, your person's getting fucked. You're getting fucked. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, I was low bullshit. You got a wife over there, she's getting tore up. You got a husband over there, he's getting some. I don't care what anybody says, everybody fucking. Oh, jeez. That's just the way it is. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's go over G.I. <laughs> Joe. Let's, uh, let's talk about when you get news, it's time to go home. What is, what's being said to you? It's like, all right, uh, small junk no, G.I. Saying, Joe, it's time to go home. No, they're, 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 no, they, you know, they, you get like, a, you know, basically when you're going to be going home and then you get your orders and say, Hey, you know, you can leave and whatever. And then it's like two or three days you get really shit faced with you know, the guys that are staying because a lot of the units, a lot of the guys are being rotated and are staying, are staying over. And I came home with about 100 guys, or 100 of us, we came home, and we got shit-faced. I had a hangover. Actually, I had a hangover on the plane and threw up on the plane. Always uh, a bride's I didn't want to come back. I didn't I did, I, I did <laughs> want to come back. What, what, what's that? Nothing. <laughs> Your bridesmaids? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, no, but, you know, you, you, I didn't want to come back. I wanted to stay over, but, you know. So let me ask you something. I was going to say, like, like do, you, do you have the option to, like, argue, not so much argue, but contest it? Like, no, I'm not ready. I, I'd like to stay here and everything versus having well, to go home just to come back? Like, can what, you just stay there? What, what they'll do is they'll see if there's any units that need anybody. And at the time, we didn't need no units were at full capacity or full strength, if you will. They didn't need you. There's nothing for you to do. They, they, you have to come home. And if there's a unit going over there, they, they, you'll be put on the first rotation back. You're on the list, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and like I said, you know, it's not like World War II where they need like 100 million of you. You know, so we don't have like I think at the most. I mean, there wasn't a lot of us over there. I mean, it wasn't like you know Desert Storm where they had 500,000 of us over there. You know, maybe a few, you know, maybe 15, 20,000, and maybe 30,000 at most. It wasn't a lot of us over there. So, GI Joe, you're back. You're back on U.S. soil. Now, you don't do any more tours. What do you do no. for the rest of your time before you get a, 
uh, honorable discharge or you're retired? Well, I, oh, I can't go into detail. I got I got an honorable discharge because of certain other situations. Oh. You guys know about that. That's okay. Yeah. 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 So if that personal situation didn't come up, would you have been searching for another tour? Yes, yes, in a heartbeat, yes. I would, or, or I would, you know, try to get a full time job at the at the, at the base because they have full time jobs. The, the guard always has something for you to do. Because there's a short time there when I was unemployed, I was working full time with the guard, and I was making better money with the guard than at a civilian job. So, GI Joe, how long has it been since you've been an active member of of the army? Two thousand nine. Okay. And at this point, do you? Regret not going back, or are you happy with your final decision? I regret not going back. Okay. I really do. I mean, I love you guys and everything. I'm glad I, you know, came here and everything. If it weren't for the friendships that I have here, I would have done any and everything to get back. You know, I probably yeah. would not have left. You know what I mean? I would have stayed in as long as I would have been a lifer, they call it. Yeah. But, you know, I got trusted friends. You know, you guys are like family to me, right? So I'm, I, I'm glad that 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 point, yeah, I'm glad. But I regret because, I, like I said, I had a lot of good times over there. I mean, I'm, what's not a fantasy or, or a vacation? But it, I don't know. I, I, I feel that, that I, I still feel like I haven't done enough because I still think of, of, of the men and women that fought two world wars, right? I thought because that those, especially World War II, they were in a real war. The Afghan and Iraq, yeah, they're wars, but. They're, they're more or less proxy or... Would you not say that it's maybe like a peacekeeper mission more than it was a war? I think it was more of a peacekeeping. NATO and the Allies, they did not want to win that war. They, they didn't want to... They, you know, if you want to win a war, you send 10 million men over there and you blow the fuck out of that place. Well, this, you know, hey, you want me to win this war or not? Your choice. You know, that's how we did in World War II. It, it, the last war, I said, and I've said this before, that the you know, U.S. should have been in was World War II. Should have been in Korea or Vietnam. But I had the greatest admiration for those guys. They were called to serve and they served. And I always had the utmost respect for them. But it was the government that betrayed its people. We should not have been over there. Shouldn't have been over there. It's the government that betrayed its people. And I'll always, I'll always say that. Or should probably get a lot of people saying, oh, he's wrong, bubble, you know what the hell he's all about, talking about. It's not the spread of communism. Communism wasn't going to go anywhere. It was going to be there for like 20 years and it was going to go away. Look at Vietnam now. Let me you ask know? you something, G.I. Joe. Civilian now, since 2009, you still have dreams or nightmares about when you had those IEDs or, you know, the stratinol you still have in your thigh, like, does it, does so it, do I still have nightmares? Yes. I think about it not as much as when I first, you know, my first few years. I think it's been a while. There's been once or twice when my significant others woke me up and says, you know, you're sweating, you're kind of moving, you know, yeah. then I'm like, oh, you know, but it, it's not, not like, you know, if you will PTSD or anything like that, you know. So you're fortunate. My you haven't had to see a psych or anything. It, like no, it didn't affect no. you the way that it's affected some, unfortunately, right? No. All right. Well, GI Joe, we're so glad that we have made your acquaintance. We're sorry that it happened the way it happened for you. But if I, mean, if I may just actually quickly jump in on something, though, I just want to grab like just a quick question there. I, I'm curious, GI Joe, just to your personal opinion. I'm fully aware as to why, and you know, the whole thing with like 9-11 and all that and why Afghanistan was entered. Curious your thoughts though about the timeline for like, you know, what they say about Bin Laden and the way that then they, they portrayed that he was, um, you know, they, they found him, they captured him or whatever you want to call it. And, but they, they dropped him off the, uh, the end of the, was it the aircraft carrier or something there and buried him at sea type thing. Curious. Curious your thoughts on that, and do you I, think I they had him longer and waited? Do you think? Yeah, sure. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on that as a general thing before we close this off. If you don't mind me asking. Okay. My thing is, is that they used Bin Laden as a pawn. They used him as a scapegoat. Everyone knows that 9/11 was an inside job. Two weeks before the buildings came down, they painted the buildings with this gray paint, gray flammable paint. paint. And then 
about a week later, they removed all the bomb-sniffing dogs from the building. They removed them, removed them. And then two days later, it was like five days before the attack, Everett is reporting that, that these maintenance crews were, were doing all these drilling and, and patchwork and this, that, and the other. What they're doing is they're planting explosives, planting explosives. And if you look at those videos of those planes, a couple of those planes, you look at them, they have a long circular tube on the on the bottom of it. Look at the videos again. They're grainy. They're grainy for a reason. They're grainy, all right? Because those are military planes that crashed into the towers. They weren't civilian planes. They were not civilian planes. They're military planes that crashed into the towers. Also, you look at the plane that supposedly crashed into the Pentagon. The Pentagon at no any time has at least 10,000 cameras around it. You mean to tell me that there's only one grainy footage camera? And where were the, all the plane pieces? There were no plane pieces around at the Pentagon. And if you look, many years later, there was this plane that was going like 800 miles an hour, slammed into a mountain in Europe. The pilot actually rammed it into a mountain, a solid rock basin. There, there were engine parts and big pieces of plane still all over the place. In 1974, two Pan Am flights collided with one another. Their engines were still running on one of the planes. At the Pentagon, there were no plane parts found. I've always found the the Pentagon thing a little interesting, just that I remember seeing footage at the time on television. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just, because I'm not looking to debate, you know, with anyone that like, I I know those people are going to tell me I'm a fucking idiot. I get it, whatever. I'm just saying from what I saw, as I'm sure other people saw, like on the TV, I didn't, I remember thinking like, I don't see any remnants of an airplane like I would nope. expect. And, and you know, it was just interesting, you know. Someone close to me who I can't really identify used to help design the guidance system for the Tomahawk cruise missile. First thing he said, that's a Tomahawk cruise missile hit. First thing he said, the building the, 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 the building hadn't collapsed yet, so they first started showing the footage right after it got hit. So that's a Tomahawk cruise missile. First thing he said. Then the building collapsed. You know, that the Pentagon all those all those floors collapsed during the fire. He goes, That's a Tomahawk cruise missile. The first Jesus. thing he I mean it, yeah, that's the first thing he said. And like I said, and they, they know they're all guilty. They know they're all guilty. They are. They are. They are. It's like the magic bullet theory with John F. Kennedy. He was, he was assassinated not by one person, but like five people. You know, the bullet doesn't bounce around and come back and do this, that, and the other. You know, I don't care how good a Marine you are. You're not going to cap off six, five or six shots at 1,400 yards, whatever it was, and kill a guy like that. No, you're not. You know, with a bolt action rifle? No, you're not going to do that. It was a bolt action rifle. No, you're not going to do that. <laughs> I don't care how good you are. <laughs> You're not going to do that. It's, 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 we have, we're living in one of the most corrupt times in history of man. History of man. It's only getting worse. Okay, so to the, to the question, though, Bin Laden, do you think, and here's where I'm coming from. Bin Laden so, is still alive. You know, hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. Okay, well, I mean, here, okay, here's, here's my theory. And again, I don't have a, a, you know, a clue in shit what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. I'm a car guy, and that's where my world sort of starts and ends. In my head, though, I see it that, you know, they go in and they're bombing, you know, left, right, and center. They're doing this, and hypothetically, they get them in the first week. Well, on paper, that seems like it's a popular thing. Great. Yeah. But in reality, that then in theory means, well, we've got our guy, we can go, you know, yeah. we've cut the head off the snake in theory. Now, obviously, there's some other guys they want to take out with them, part of his part of his team or regiment or whatever you want to call it. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you've got what you came for, you can leave. But, you know, the, the sad reality is, is war is a big business. There's defense companies yeah. and contracts and so on and so forth. So if it's, if it's over in a week and that's it, you know, there, there's a lot left on the table type thing. But there's, there's billions of dollars that aren't going to be that's not going to be made. I, I always sort of thought that you know I feel like you know 
a, a country this powerful they, they probably have all sorts of programs and people on the ground that we don't like you know you, almost something like what you see like in the Jason Bourne franchise where it's like it, it, they, it, they it, would it, have it, somebody that would already have taken this guy out type yeah. thing and if I, they, I if can't they wanted Bin Laden gone they could have got him in 2001 they could have got him within 24 hours after the, the buildings came down they could have got him because the, the why I say this is that remember when the the, uh, the, uh, air, 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 uh, the airspace above North America was pretty much shut down mm-hmm. one plane was allowed to leave you know who was on board that plane I remember reading like wasn't it part of his family or something it was the Bin Laden family had I had I been pregnant nope I said you bring him down or shoot him down they're coming back to the United States if you don't and then launch two F-16s, I want them down right now. Gone. You know, you know, people often wonder why certain rulers and dictators and whatnot in the past had their SS. I would have my SS, and shit, shit like this would not be happening. The people would, would know total transparency. You'd know what's going on. You'd know your tax dollars are going. And we wouldn't be in these damn proxy wars that are going on right now. In the Ukraine, I would have sent ten hundred. I would have sent a million men over there. I said, Putin, here's the deal. You've got 24 hours to withdraw, or it's going to be World War Three. That's the deal. you got 24 hours. You make a choice. And if 7 billion people die, that's going to be on you. You have a choice. You have a choice to make. I'm not playing anymore. Withdraw right now or we all die. And it's on you. That's simple. Case closed. I don't play around. I don't have time for it. People are going to say, oh, we're glad you're not in charge. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, then you're going to be paying $10 a gallon for gasoline by the end of the year. What do you mean, like now? Well, <laughs> pretty we're going to save that for another day there, G.I. Joe. Nice try. <laughs> I can see you grasping at that one. You're like, well, no, we're not having that right now. <laughs> Folks, you can people, get our some gear. People, some people, some people think uh, I'm insane, but maybe I am. I don't know. Yeah, it comes with the uh, the territory, I think. What's that? Comes with the territory, I think. I think it's impossible not to be kind of crazy. Yeah. At the, at the end of the day, though, and we've all, we uh, we've always uh, said, and we'll say it again, you know, reiterate that you know, as much as we rip on you. Full, full respect and everything that you've done and for all the members of the military that are out there you know these are just our, our thoughts and views type thing but I do want to illustrate that we have you know here at GDP we do have immense respect for members of the military and their families and yes. everything they do the sacrifices and the fact that we are allowed to quite honestly sit in the country and just even have this open debate and conversation we recognize that in some places in the world this would not be able to happen and exist and uh, you know like I said, I know we rip on Joey quite a bit here, but it's, uh, it's out of love and respect all the same. Thank you. Folks, you can get our gear or you can listen to our show live at godeepproductions.godaddysites.com. You can even connect to our podcasters. If that's what you like to do, you can email the show. For whatever reason, uh, if you're looking to get your message out, please email us at godeepthepodcast.com at gmail.com. Motorsports mofo. 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 Thank you very much you for sound joining like I'm us. I'm from Quebec or something. <laughs> no, there's no poutine in the back of you, bud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I love you and I appreciate you there, mofo. Yeah, it was an honor and pleasure to be here and uh, always happy to uh, be on a uh, cast. This uh, G.I. Joe, it always means a lot. Like I say, a lot of respect. And uh, to our listeners, we appreciate for uh, continued support and letting us do this. And uh, always remember to uh, reach out to us if you have any questions, comments. We love it. Take care and uh, be safe out there. Yes. And uh, G.I. Joe, I really appreciate the fact that you're sharing your experiences in both Afghanistan and Iraq and your experience of just being a soldier. I appreciate you, sir. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. And thank you for listening to my stories and some of my bullshit. I know some people might get it. Do I apologize? No. If you can't, if you can't take it, then get out of the kitchen. You know, whatever that old saying, whatever. Can't you know, take the heat out of the kitchen. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm just, I'm just telling it like it is. That old saying, you know, suck it up, buttercup, kind of sort of, you know? I get but, it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And- I get it. A wise person once told me nobody likes a tip, so that's why we go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. This is Go Deep Productions. Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep.